into it. Hey guys, welcome to the Boom Tequila podcast with your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Jody. First off, we want to thank you guys. We have reached our newest goal of 1,500 downloads. That's all thanks to you guys. We appreciate you. Now we got to make it to 2,000. Actually, I just checked like an hour or two ago, and we are, we're a little over 1,500 now, so we're on our way. All right, so today's episode is about anxiety, which is something that I have dealt with for most of my life, mostly as an adult. I didn't really, I was lucky enough to not really experience it through like childhood, teenage years. I know a lot of people do, but basically anxiety, it's a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. It can cause you to sweat, feel restless, intense. It can cause rapid heartbeat, but it's totally normal reaction to stress. It can cause panic attacks, obsessive compulsive disorder, and even PTSD. But I mean, you guys know what it is. I'm sure over 3 million people in the U.S. alone deal with it. Certain medications can even cause you to feel anxious. I know I was on one a few years ago, and that was the biggest side effect I experienced. I was more anxious than I'd ever felt before when I was on it. Do you remember when I was taking that, Erin? Yeah, no, I do. I remember when you were taking the Kissimmee. And it's funny because I didn't notice it as much, but I also feel like you're probably one of those like high functioning where you're able to mask it. And so people are like, well, what do you mean? Because you seem okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I would vent to you and be like, I feel crazy. Like, I feel like I'm so anxious and so worried. And there's nothing to be anxious about. But I'm, and I'm sure like, you know, different medications affect pe- different people in different ways. But that was one of the worst ones that I had experienced. But um, for most cases, there are things you can easily do to help with anxiety, Uh, medications, therapy, exercise, eating healthy, or just a few, although it's not always that simple. So one of the first things I want to talk about involving anxiety is toxic positivity. Have you ever heard of this? Honestly, I want to say yes, but I couldn't really explain it to you. So I feel like (laughs) I've heard of it, but this one, I, the reason that I'm kind of talking about it is because I don't necessarily agree with it. And I'm trying to not just talk about things that, you know, I'm trying to like broaden my views on things. Um, It's really difficult for me because I do this and I probably will always do this. But basically, toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. Mm. It's that good vibes only approach to life, which yeah, I don't see a big problem with that. But a lot of people do because the problem is it can silence negative emotions, demean grief, and make people feel under pressure to pretend to be happy when they're struggling. Yeah. So I did do a little research on this. And I found that to avoid toxic positivity, you should make sure that you avoid ignoring your emotions, all of them. So like listen and validate how others feel, even when it's different than how you feel and always be wary of social media for sure. (laughs) People typically aren't going to post their failures or their struggles. So just try to remember that just because it looks like things are going great for one person, things aren't always as they seem. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with the toxic positivity. I, I am always for having a positive outlook and being optimistic in general. But I think what you said was key there when it comes to validating someone's feelings. And so if you're telling me that you're really upset and I'm like, oh, just, you know, get over it. Just look on the bright side. I'm not really validating. I'm kind of invalidating rather what you're saying to me. And that 
part of it, I think is, is very toxic. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just, I'm so quick to want to make things better and to change someone's, you know, a a bad attitude into a better Mm -hmm. attitude and to see things differently. So it's really, I'm really quick to be like, okay, this is going bad for you, but look at the good things. And I know that's not always what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? I do. In fact, oh, I wish I had thought like had this ready. I can try to pull it up. But my, my son's therapist was just talking about the other day, an acronym for responding in a way that kind of validates what the other person is thinking, but still is helpful or a healthy response without, right. you know, you don't want to like match their negativity. And be like, yeah, my day's crap too. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, one up their negativity, which is also toxic. Like you think that's bad. Listen, to this. <laughs> like, that's, that's not good either. But the, there was one acronym that was like dream. I want to say, oh, sorry, I just dropped something. And I think sometimes just listening to the person, if they're going through it, you know, you don't have to say, well, look at the bright side. Maybe it's helping. Maybe it's therapeutic for that person to just go through it, to, you know, feel those emotions. And then in their own time, bring themselves back to that positive, you know, the positive vibes. Yeah. When I was doing research on this, one thing that I noticed where, um, I think it was a website I found or something, they were saying, watch out for these toxic positivity people you'll see them by their posts on social media that are always like, choose happiness, look on the bright side, always stay positive. And I'm like, that's half of what I post, if not more. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, such a negative Nancy's. I don't think it's bad to post positive quotes or quotes right. about staying positive or to be intentional about setting our mindsets on something that's positive. I think I don't know. I I see the toxic positivity more as when you're really invalidating someone or something or someone's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I, but from the more I think of depressed and you're like, Oh, you know, just, you just got to take walks more or something like, and I know I always use examples with like kids because I've worked with kids a lot. I had a child I was caring for once who had some very, very severe mental health issues. And a lot of times case managers are not, um, they're very green. Like they're very, they're not very experienced. And the the recommendations, like this was a child who was really suffering and needed acute mental health care. And one of the recommendations from the caseworker was like, well, maybe just, you know, if they get involved in like um, a sports club or something, that'll probably just fix it. <laughs> like, like she was so naively positive, like, and it's like, I, I see where your heart's at here, but this is, yeah. this is not like to totally just like overlook what is something that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy. Yeah. That's definitely toxic. <laughs> and, and the more that I think about it, the more I can kind of see in a way, whereas if you're on the other side of things and things aren't going so great for you and you're on social media and you see someone that's all they post is like the positive stuff. And it looks to you, it looks like everything is great for everyone else. Everyone else is like their lives are easy and it's great because of their posting things like this. So I can see where the social media aspect of it is very toxic because, you know, a lot of times if I post things like that, like I'm, you know, having a shitty day or something. And like, I kind of want to post it for myself. Like you just got to stay positive. You got to look at the good Mm -hmm. stuff where someone else that doesn't really know me that well or something or know if I'm going through anything, all they see is the good stuff. And that Mm -hmm. might in turn make them feel worse. Maybe, but I don't feel like you can make it your responsibility. 
Right. Yeah. Because, and there's, that's why I think there's some gray area because it is not my like I'm not responsible for how you interpret me or for your feelings. Exactly. Yeah. At the same time, I can be, I can try to be sensitive when there's things that I know would be upsetting to people. So I don't know. You have to be able to live and, <laughs> and not feel like you're responsible. Yeah. I just feel like it's one of those things that you can't win and I'm still going to be posting my positive shit. And I think you should, <laughs> but I think there's a difference too. Like for instance, if you were talking to me and I, as, as someone who has personally not struggled with something like depression and I was like, Oh, I'm having an awful day. And you were like, you gotta be positive. I, I feel like that would be more appropriate. But if I was coming to you from a place of like, where I might really be clinically depressed and need medication or need a professional help. And you were saying, well, you know, just try to think about the positive. That's when it becomes like, maybe I really can't at that moment and I need to see a pro- professional or something. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe don't- in that, that case, it's one where you just want to be there for the person and just listen to them. And so they know they're not alone. Yeah. So social anxiety, it's a type of disorder that causes extreme fear in social settings. It can be extremely difficult for people who deal with this to talk to and meet new people or attend social gatherings. It can be triggered from experiencing bullying or rejection as a child, family conflicts, trauma, or abuse. I read that it can even be just genetics. There's a few ways to cope with social anxiety, like focusing on controlling your breathing and starting small, like with small groups of people or, you know. But what would be some examples of social anxiety? This is okay. I have extreme social anxiety, which is why I love, I keep my, my circle very small and I'm very close with the people in my circle because I'm not comfortable with strange, like I would never just go someplace. I would never go to like a restaurant or someplace by myself. If I want to go get food or something, I will never go into the restaurant. I will always go through a drive-thru. And even that was really difficult for me years ago and nothing mm-hmm. even really caused it. Like I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't go to Walmart or anything by myself. Just social. I just got such anxiety about it. Just, I don't know why. No, for no reason. Right. And if I have something coming up and I don't know most of the people in there, there's like a 90% chance that I'm not going to go because I just, I'm anxious around people that I don't really know. I'm better than I used to be, but I'm still really, I still get a lot of social anxiety. I could see that. No, I think that makes sense. (laughs) This is going to be such a weird, because honestly, it's not something that I've given a lot of like thought to. I think in general, I am, I probably would say that I don't have a lot of social anxiety. (laughs) The thing that I thought of though, I was like, is it possible to just have social anxiety in the, like in specific context? Like when it comes to like dating or something, I feel like I get, but I don't know if that's like social anxiety (laughs) or just like my own. I mean, in a way, like a one-on-one, if it's like a one-on-one thing, like that would cause, I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess maybe that's just dating anxiety. I don't know. I have an example of this. So I took a friend out, um, Ashley, who was our guest a few episodes ago. She goes camping every weekend during the summer. And I went out there with a friend of mine and she, her and her boyfriend, and maybe like a couple other people out there. I don't know anybody else. She's known me since we were in second grade and she knows that I have social anxiety and we're with another friend of mine. And we basically just stayed with each other. We went, you know, for a golf cart ride around the campgrounds, but we didn't go to anybody else's camper or anything. And when we were on our way home, the friend of mine kind of mentioned, she's like, well, do the people out there not like you or something? Do you not like them? Like we didn't go to anybody else's 
campsite. And I was like, no, she knows that I have social anxiety and that it would make me really, really anxious to go talk to these strange people that I don't know. So that's why, you know, she kept me in my comfort zone around just us, just people I know. So yeah. No, that's a good example. And I feel like I've seen both sides of it. I've seen, I've definitely seen where as you're saying it, I'm like, there have been situations where you were probably really anxious. And I've also been in a lot of other situations where I feel like you probably mask it really well <laughs> at times or when you have to. Um, Thanks. <laughs> which I've heard is common, which I've heard is common. Like that doesn't make it less real. Yeah. It just is, I guess, I don't know. Like um, how you try oh. to cope with it maybe. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you have social anxiety. I think every time like you're around people new, like you, you always treat everybody like you've known them forever. <laughs> you're really good I about that. I had my moments where I'm like awkward when I meet you or in conversations, but especially if I've had a drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next is separation anxiety. It's mostly common in kids, especially young children. However, adults can also experience this type of anxiety if they have extreme fear about something bad happening to a person in their life. And when I was reading more about this with adults, it was saying, um, even if you have separation anxiety as an adult and you are extremely close to someone like a a parent or something, they'll consider it separation anxiety because of your fear of losing that person. If that makes any sense. It was actually really interesting because I thought, well, everyone knows what separation anxiety is, but when they think of it that way, like, I don't think I've ever really experienced that. Like, of course I, you know, I don't want to lose anybody I'm close to, but I don't have like extreme anxiety about it. No, that makes sense. Well, I I have um, four anxiety facts up if you want to read them. All right. Number one is 6.8 million adults are affected by generalized anxiety disorder, but only 43.2 receive treatment. Women are twice as likely to experience anxiety. Symptoms of social anxiety typically start at 13 years old, and 7.7 million adults have PTSD, most of those also being women. Because of men. (laughs) Men. (laughs) Men. No, we just care more. Yeah. Having anxiety can be extremely difficult to live with. Luckily, there's so many great ways to treat it. Antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications are a great place to start. But a lot of the time, you also need to focus on some lifestyle modifications and other alternative options. Deep breathing, daily physical activity, and a good night's sleep, even acupuncture. Do you have any other suggestions for treating anxiety? Uh, Exercise can be a good one just to improve mental health overall. And... I mean, honestly, all the ones I've thought of, I think are kind of tied into this. Uh, you didn't have like mindfulness or meditation type things, but those yeah. can be another yeah. one that is really, really effective. I saw people on TikTok talking about a video on YouTube. I mean, I'll find the, I'll see if I can find it and link it in um, the description. People were talking about, I think it was a meditation video on YouTube that helped with anxiety and helped calm people down. I didn't actually check it out, but I don't know, it just stuck in my mind when you said meditation. Yeah, there are videos. There's also apps and um, even some podcasts for it that are specifically designed to help like reduce anxiety. And they use like um, any, some of them are like meditation and like mindfulness focused. And then there are others that are like kind of hypnotherapy, but yeah. Yeah. That doesn't replace a professional, but those are definitely things that can... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and nobody, even a doctor, like nobody knows you more than you. So no matter what you tell a doctor or a doctor tells you to do, like, you know, the ways that are going to make you at least help with Mm -hmm. things to make things better for you. So 
and just try, you know, if you're starting to feel anxious, like I've, I've been in close to a panic attack before and just focusing on my breathing took me out of it, you know, as much as as I'm for professional help when it's needed, I also tend to be a believer in like trying, you know, reasonable efforts on your own first. And like, if those don't work, that's kind of your sign that maybe professional help is needed, but not necessarily just jumping to like medication right out the gate. (laughs) Yeah. Do it to it. And now it's time for Jody's jams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what has gotten into me lately, but I am on a machine gun Kelly kick. I don't know. I know it's so no. out of my comfort zone. Like, I don't know what he does to me. His like scrawny, weird looking ass. I, I don't know, but the first thing I thought of when you said that, Machine Gun Kelly, is the other day we were um, talking about Aaron Carter, and <laughs> Jody called him, what did you call him, Walmart Machine Dollar Gun Kelly? Dollar Tree. Dollar, Dollar Tree, even better. She was like, he's Dollar Tree Machine GK. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't unsee that now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you guys didn't know yet, we have a TikTok now. It's I think it's just at Boom Tequila Podcast. We do. We just created it. We have like a, only a few videos, but we're going to be posting yeah. more. We've got well, solid, like 15 followers. We have a beautiful TikTok dedicated to Aaron Carter. And that's why we were talking about Dollar Tree Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> but I, I saw this video of him spitting tequila into someone's mouth. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so my Joe Jam this week. Is, is that a, What? <laughs> Oh, I'll show it to you. I'll send it to you because I saved it. Okay. I really liked it. Mine is MGK Candy. I love that song. I have not heard it. Oh, I'll send that to you too. So what's funny is um, I, since I think TikTok like reads our minds and like knows everything we do, yeah. um, shortly after you were talking about Dollar Tree MGK, I saw a video on my FYP that was about MGK and Megan Fox. And I love Megan Fox. And I think she's like super pretty and all of that. But I've never been like a huge MGK fan, to be honest. But then as soon as I saw that, I was like, have I been, have I been like, what have I been missing here? Like him and Megan Fox are like a really cute couple. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, like what? (laughs) I kind of like it. I think I'm here for it. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like she was with, she was married with that guy. They're like married with kids. And I feel like she was just bored with it and she was over it. And then she saw freaking crazy looking machine gun Kelly and was like, I'm going to jump on that. But it looks like they have a lot of fun. Like, yeah, you know, definitely. I didn't even know she was married. So that must have. Yeah, it's not going so well right now, I would assume. But you know. I get that. <laughs> What's yours? So mine is this one actually came out, I think, a couple years ago, but it's just more newly been trending on the TikTok. It's called Venom by Little Sims. Because you know I love my female rappers. <laughs> I was just gonna say, who is he? No. She. Oh, she. I like women rapping to me. I do. <laughs> well, that is a good one that we will all have to check out. And now it's time to dish bish. You better dish bish. Or dish bish. We're going to play five second rule again. We, we did it a couple episodes ago and it was fun. If you guys remember this. <laughs> Wait, it sounds less annoying today. Really? I remember being like, that sounds ridiculous in the mic. And yeah. not like a great sound, but eh, I don't know. I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't do it. <laughs> so, um, Basically, if you guys don't remember, a little refresher, five-second rule is pull a card and tell Aaron 
to name three of whatever, and she's supposed to name three of them in five seconds or less. And then Aaron will have a card for me, and I will name three in five seconds or less. So are you ready? I don't think I can be, so let's just do it. Let's do it to it. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Name three hot older people. Um, crap. Um, eh, no. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know who's... Wow. Alec Baldwin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Never. Well, actually, sometimes, but like I either have hate him or I'm like maybe like because <laughs> which I hate that sometimes I'm oh, like gosh maybe <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp maybe oh yes uh, Edward Norton and <sighs> Trevor Noah I think he's older than me of course Trevor Noah <laughs> <laughs> barely oh I don't know I think he's older yeah. than me I'm googling Trevor Noah's age now yeah he's 37. Okay. Name three people who have probably had sex in a dungeon, but not with a dragon. In a dungeon? Yes. Um, I feel like Donald Trump has a sex dungeon. And Oh, I was thinking of a literal, like a dragon's dungeon, but you went to like sex dungeon. I, I... <laughs> it's people who probably have a sex dungeon. Oh, I'm so sorry. I read the card dog. I read it as people who have had sex in a dungeon. Um, my brain doesn't always work. It's okay. It's all good. Um, I'm going to say Donald Trump, um, Robert Pattinson, and Rob Kardashian. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yes, all of it. For sure. All right. <laughs> Name three phallic-shaped things. Uh, my microphone, <laughs> an eggplant, and Florida. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> Name three actors you think are good in bed. Ooh, um, Nick Jonas. <laughs> um... Robert Benson. No. Ann Carter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. The whale. Oh, gosh. Um, who's the guy that plays Deacon on Nashville? Yeah. I bet he can fucking put it on, put it in, and all over. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, ooh, Frank Grillo. For sure. Frank Grillo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Getting hot in here. <laughs> Name three gross people. Um, Aaron Carter. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you, Aaron Carter. Aww. Um, all of ICP, like Juggalos, and oh, the guy Howard Stern. I think he's kind of gross. Yeah, he's kind of gross. What was yeah. that guy that the girl we went to cosmetology school with always thought was really hot, and he was really gross looking. Carrot top. Carrot top. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when we put on the spot. It is. Uh, food you eat when drunk. Taco Bell. Basically anything. I feel like I'll eat anything. Like, I don't even like, I don't like cold pizza, but I'll eat cold pizza if I'm drunk. <laughs> and McDonald's. Those are good ones. Those are like, those are drunk yeah. foods, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Name three ways to end a bad date. A kiss. <laughs> um, the guy coming in, like following you into the house and like not leaving. And... Oh. Ways to end a bad date. Oh, wait. Ways to end a bad date or bad? I'm thinking of bad ways to end. I am wait, so just ways to end a bad date. Like if it's bad and you just want to end gosh. it. I'm sorry, guys. I am like on a different page today. Are you having <laughs> tequila? No, it's just a white claw. But you know what? It <laughs> is enough, apparently. Yeah. Um, one white claw that's not even finished. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ways to end a bad date. Uh, just leaving. Just uh, like running away. Just like <laughs> disappearing. <laughs> Having a fake emergency and just telling them you have to go. Yeah. Those are kind of all 
the same. It's like all leaving, but very nice. Very nice. <laughs> all right, Jody. Name three celebrities that go by only one name. Um, Deal, Fergie, and Prince. Good. Yes. Yes. All right. I think this is going to be the last one for you. Are you ready for it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm done. <laughs> I'm not doing that great. I feel like. <laughs> You're doing awesome. All right. Name three times bigger is better. Um, bank account. Oh. Um, men. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't always the size. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> um, and then three. Your alcohol glass. Your drink. Yeah, your drink. There yeah, you go. Your drink. Thank you. Yes, yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, Once again, thank you for 1,500 downloads. We appreciate you guys so much. As we said earlier, please join us on TikTok. Follow us at Boom Tequila Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Boom Tequila Podcast. Share with all your friends. Give us a good review, five stars, and we will see you next week.